and welcome back to the Habs Puck Drop podcast, night version. <laughs> I can't believe how late it is. I'm going to start slurring my words really quick again. There, yeah. I just did it. Yeah, it's but, uh, yeah. So it's uh, March 10th. Uh, it's our second game against Vancouver. Um, you know, coming off that OT loss, yeah, well, uh, we're expecting a big game from the guys. I mean, uh, hopefully they're awake. You know? Yeah, not like <laughs> it's, us. It's tough. <laughs> you know, like, it must be tough on that, you know, like, you know, road trips aside and all that like playing at this time regardless is just very strange never mind being jet lagged and whatever but um you know we'll see how it goes um you know we're talking about like a 2 a.m bedtime here so uh expect this to be short and sweet yeah um but if it ends up being like the last game it might not be short yeah that's the thing so i mean look it's I, I know around like 6 p.m. I looked at you and I said, well, five hours to puck drop. So um, I can only imagine what they're going through. Uh, but you know what? After the first period, like I got a lot to say here. Um, the score does not reflect the game. Yet. Not I at mean, all. It's one nothing. We have a goal from Ka- uh, Kotkaniemi, uh, assists from Toffoli and Gallagher. And I think that's the best place to start. So these new lines that Ducharme is trying they they work like yeah, there's, they do. I, there's I was a bit hesitant a with the Dano Gallagher Tatar line like mm-hmm. I think um you know I think that's warranted with how good that line is mm-hmm. but you know we need like we don't have enough time to let everyone get back to normal yeah. and the other thing is too is you know they're the best line in hockey um but you know we we it's kind of at this point it, it, it's hurting the other lines in a sense and like you know, normally I would never break them up, and I've advocated for not breaking them up, but I think that would only hold on an 82-game season. Yeah. We, like, really need to get it pumping right now. That's it, and we need to get people who have been either slumpy or streaky. And with the like lines... Like and with going. Yeah, exactly. And with the lines that he chose, I'm okay with. The only thing I wasn't going to be okay with was One replacing Deno with Kotkaniemi. Yeah. Like, if you're gonna if you're going to change... If you're going to separate them, like, really separate them, mm-hmm. okay? Like, separate... Gal- keep Gallagher up top like he's doing yeah. and then you know put Deno down mm-hmm. which he's doing don't just like keep Tatar Gallagher on the first line and, and then throw Kotkaniemi up in a position he's not going to be ready for right. you know it's like um, I really really think it's good and you know the Toffoli with Gallagher was interesting I again like it's one of those things that you know the player profile doesn't always mix with the chemistry you know yeah. what i mean like there might be guys that just have very good chemistry and um you know their 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 play style might clash a little bit but um you know if they get the job done they get the job done i'm not saying it's a success yet because mm. like we've seen uh one period yeah <laughs> but it looks like they're they're really really uh fast out there well that's the thing the pace is the most noticeable thing other what than about the, the other lines what do you think of the other lines well i mean the other lines aren't terribly different i mean, I, I don't yeah the only one that's really different is the the two middle six because the fourth line is the fourth line. I, yeah i still i still don't love the drew and anderson suzuki no it's like, not it's not the best but i mean if they're trying to go with something i'm gonna let them do that i mean i mean the only two lines they really changed yeah we said the first one the second one being tatar deno armia they look good out there. I mean, mm-hmm. they're they're getting a lot of possession, a lot of um, chances. I wouldn't be surprised if that line produces. Um, Hopefully but, that pushes Dano tonight. Like, you know, I think it's kind of a message being sent to him yeah, that like he, your 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 spot isn't secure in the top six. Well, no, he's playing well. He, he is. This playing is well. the thing too, because I I wrote it down, but I said Kotkaniemi looks confident in that second line role. You know, I'm noticing him carrying the puck. I'm noticing him shooting a lot more. But that that also applies to Dano like I know he wants to be that top six guy but he looks 
so much better in a third line role because he's playing it's like we've said before the matchups he's getting it's you know it's like he he's so used to such higher competition this could really kick start him in the sense that like he's gonna be playing kind of like above that level and that might be the perfect scenario for yeah him. I, I think you know in the past we've been saying how much that Tatarano Gallagher line needs those big matchups but it honestly it might just be Tatar and Gallagher. Like yeah. we'll see how Tatar does on that third line, but mm-hmm. so far Dano looks like he's of, thriving yeah, of there. Of the three, Tatar's yeah, the one Gallagher, I'm most concerned of. Yeah, Gal- I think it's Gallagher who mostly thrives up front. I mm-hmm. think like he needs that competition up there because he's like a very emotional player. Yeah. Um but no, it looks good so far. I just you know it, it just sucked. Like, I, I don't know what it is with the Drew and Suzuki uh, Anderson line. It's the, I just, it's the pace. It's the pace. Because the it, rest of the team is flying and Anderson's flying, but then Suzuki and Drew and really slow things down. Yeah, that's why, like, I, I would like in the off season for us to maybe move Drew and Yeah, just, like, which, get like, I want to remind there. me later. I want to talk about that. That's yeah. I, I was just thinking about it earlier. Because I think, like, that, that Anderson, Suzuki, it's Anderson, Suzuki, and then Drew and. Yes, and, like, exactly. I, I think Drew and, you know, could benefit a lot of teams, but he just, his. I think it, it's just he doesn't fit here. Like it's no, just... that's that's it. Is we tried to force it a little bit too much, and yeah. you know, it, it's again, it's very similar to a lot of players that come through the system of like maybe the big spotlight is the opposite. It doesn't, you know, create diamonds. It creates rubble, the pressure. Yeah. But um, there's a few more things in this first period I had written down here. So I mentioned the pace going way up. The possession is just it's not funny. Like we have the puck the entire period. At one point, the shots were fifteen to three. It's just, you know, I really like this new system that Ducharme's implemented. Um, it's carried over to um, the power play, too. You know, like, we, we haven't scored yet, but I I mean, you can just tell if they get put on the power play more tonight, it you're going to get at least one. Yeah, that Petrie, that Petrie-led one is just dominating. It's unbelievable. Like, I, I think and they flipped the time, too. They did yeah. flip the time. And the other thing that I really like, and this might be strategic to a certain degree, is... You've got that Petrie-led power play that is very, very dynamic. And then you've got that Weber-led power play, which is a, almost completely static. Yeah. And I like that it does change the pace. It's kind of like throwing like a change-up in baseball, where it's like you're so used to fastballs coming yeah. in, and then it's like that slow one. I think that is kind of like what they're going for. And if it works, it just looks like it's going to yeah, we got to give props to Alex Burrows there. Mm-hmm. I mean, like that's just, you know, that's quick work on his part. And it just very. goes to show you, like, you know, Kirk Muller, like, obviously fantastic, you know, Habs great legend. coach, Habs legend. But, you know, I think he was a bit stuck in his ways. And yep. he, you know, he he saw this work in the past. And yeah, he's like, Sheldon it has Surrey. to work. <laughs> yeah, like, he says, like, it has to work. Yeah. You know what I mean? But you just, you know, you got to change it up. And, like, I, I think it was their inability to, to actually just embrace something new for yeah. once that ultimately led to well, him being like, Well, that's what we always but... said, was the issue was, like, not being able to change. Yeah, it's, it's just the same stuck. thing exactly. all the time. But, you know, first change already, it's looking good. Like, yeah. And you it... look at our team on paper, it doesn't make sense, our power play production. Like, it's no, like, it doesn't. There should be someone on there who should score, and we are now. Well, so. that's it. And, I mean, like, you know, it's even that six on five, when we had the delayed penalty, we had the puck for, like, almost a full power play length. I, yeah. It felt like, at least... Um, I couldn't believe how many chances we got and kept possession. You know, there's that. There's like I like I'd mentioned before, like everyone's shooting the puck. Kotkaniemi's taking a few dangerous chances. He got one. Yeah. And then from um, that spot on the on the circle there. Yeah, and uh, you know what? The, the aggression's back too because there's two hits that stood out. Um, one Romanov absolutely bodied Roussel. And, like, that was just nice to see because it wasn't even a hard hit. Like, they weren't colliding. It's just Romanov 
generating enough just power behind him. And he just threw Roussel. Roussel's not a small guy, and he's a very, like, hard-nosed player. So it was yeah. just nice to see that. And, like, going forward, I just, you know, I think of, like, last year with Kale Fleury and those big hits. And if those guys can learn to, like, grow together, that could be a very dangerous, you know, yeah. pair going forward. Um, but then I really want to talk about the Kotkaniemi boarding call. Not so much the hit itself, because, like, it was boarding. Um, yeah, it was only numbers. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're happy, like, Hamannick wasn't hurt and everything like that. But the one thing that really, like, I don't know, it just it rubbed me the wrong way. And I, I know this is more personal, too, because I'm just not a Craig Button fan. But, like, Craig Button must have gone on for, like, six minutes after that about how, like, disgusting the hit was. And it's out of, like, needs to be out of hockey. And how Kotkaniemi needs to be better. And it just, he wouldn't stop. And I, I, it just got to the point where, like, I didn't need to hear about it more because yeah. there that hit happens once a game. And if you're not on the Montreal Canadiens, I find, like, they just let it go. And yeah. I know that's biased. So, yeah, I, I don't know if that's totally But I, true. I just, like, whenever there's those hits, like, it's just, like, I it's either a side comment or I've just noticed now that we have to watch more TSN I'm hearing Craig Button more, I'm, like, noticing he harps on the weirdest things. And yeah. I'm just, like... I'm just remembering the hit on Armia, and they literally talked about it for 20 minutes, probably. Well, I think it wasn't Craig Button, though. That's what yeah. I mean. Like, it's specifically him. Like, yeah. I, I, oh, have specifically for, him. I have it okay. out for him. I thought you were saying that, like, they don't comment on other no, hits No, 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 no. It yeah. just, it's just him. It's weird. Like, he... I just... I don't like when he, he focuses in because, like, it just... He stops commentating on the game. Well, that's the thing I don't like about him is that we don't actually get commentary. Yeah. Like, he, he just... He, he doesn't, like... You know, it's nice... Yeah, you know, even though you, we've, we know, obviously, every player on the Habs yeah. and any other team in the NHL... It's like it's nice to hear like Armia receives it from like, yeah, you know, like yeah, you, you just want, don't hear that. You want them to do that part of the game yeah. too. Because yeah. it does feel like you're at like the local rink. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But... It's just like little things like where he mentioned like Carey Price's goaltending stance mm-hmm. and how like he was talking to a panel of Martin Biron and like all these guys who like work on TSN who are goalies and everything and giving his opinion. I'm like, do I do I trust Craig Button or Carey Price yeah. to like how to play goalie? He's like, I wish he would stand up more. It's like let, let him do his thing you know <laughs> I, w- I wish he would be on tv less Craig. yeah <laughs> but, <laughs> but anyway um, yeah. that's that's really it was it was a hit that you know i i i don't want it to start being a trend with cotton because yeah. like it's been quite a few now he's, he's had a few bad hits but it's yeah. it's obviously just a byproduct of him playing very hard but like you know there's you know there's a lot of guys that play hard and don't board well, that's so like it. they have to figure it out but he's also kind of coming into his own now yeah. he's like he's playing that role the last thing I just want to talk about, because it doesn't look good, is that Sherratt fight against Miller. I still don't know kind of where that came from. It was right off the whistle, but... Yeah, you know, it was completely unexpected. Yeah, he look, he won that fight. He threw a big right hand and everything, but I don't know at what cost, because he went right off. I know there was less than five minutes left, but like they mentioned he's not coming yeah. like back into the game, and... He was really like holding his hand. You saw how frustrated he was going down the tunnel. He like whipped his helmet. Like I'm really worried that he just got hurt because he's got an injury history with that hand. Yeah. What the hell do we do on the left side there? Yeah. So we'll we'll have to figure that. I out. I guess we'd pull up Flurry and keep Kulak and Romanov. Yeah. I mean that's what that that's it. We'll see Romanov what else. Plays Hopefully with he comes back at some point in the game. They yeah. haven't said like he's definitely out. Said it's not looking good. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's basically everything I had written for the first. Is there anything else you wanted to... Uh, nope, but I see they're about to drop the puck, yeah. so we'll uh, catch you guys in the second intermission. 
All right, what a period. Yeah, much um, better. Yeah, so we got a lot to talk about here. Um, firstly, uh, it looks like Sherratt's out. Um, you know, they're commenting maybe his hand's broken. Yeah, I think he broke it. I think he broke his hand. But, you know, that's um, that gets me thinking about, like, uh, you know, our lack of depth sort of in terms of the left side. I mean, in two years it won't be. Yeah. But right now, like, I don't know how ready Romanov is for that first pairing. I mean, yeah. he's, he's playing well. Yeah, and you know, everyone's but... kind of getting a chance yeah which is exactly. weird we're kind of like because i noticed kulak with weber then i noticed romanov yeah. with weber then i noticed i just uh, edmonton the, with weber the only thing we have to be careful with is that like as soon as you promote these guys um you know they'll play well for like when they're put under pressure in the spotlight but who knows how well he'll play and more importantly develop if we give him like the rest of the season with Weber. Like I, I'm not a fan of that. Like no, I, I don't think it's time for that yet. No, yeah. So uh, I think we wait on the diagnosis first of all from Sherrod. Yeah, because if it's like a, if it, it's different if it's you know like a, a sprain and it's it's three weeks versus yeah. if it's a, a broken hand and he's out for the season. So, yeah, exactly. Uh, we'll wait on that, but hopefully he's all right. So yeah. how more about that Perry yeah, goal? More positive. Holy news. crap um what a goal by perry great first pass out of the zone by evans finding byron streaking out like that and then byron using that speed to find perry for for me with perry it's always like the i like it's it's the like intelligence on the ice because most people when they get the puck in front of that like i would just try and shove it home Mm -hmm. he takes that extra move and just undresses demko completely and just like that's that's why he had 50 goals in anaheim yeah. like he just he's got that touch he's got that kind of like know-how and everything and he's he's just such a good yeah. i was so happy when we picked him up and yeah I'm we wanted him when so he was in happy. dallas yeah like, during that last playoff uh, rush we were like yeah, yeah and people really called it a streak up. and it's like no he's he's cory perry <laughs> yeah he's actually he's actually very talented but um yeah no for him i he's one of those players that like i i i specifically notice how much time he takes and how patient he is yeah. and i don't like i know a lot of other players do that but he's a s- specific example of one that i really notice like for example like you were saying like when he received that puck like i would have thought just immediately bury that top shelf yeah. or something like that but you know he just takes the extra half second it's a vet move and it's uh you know it's really impressive and you know uh you know it, it's good to see that it's not just like a fluke. No, you know I mean exactly. like he, he's really, really consistent, and uh, I think he's basically secured a spot. Yeah, and I think that fourth line in general has mm-hmm. secured. Like it's unfortunate because I I do love Arturi Lekkinen, but it's just the way they're playing too, and they do it every night of just. He'll definitely get picked up by Seattle. Yeah, 100%. it's the, the that's the one thing that might protect Jake Allen is yeah. Arturi Lekkinen, which like we'll see when we get there. Who knows, but um yeah the fourth line right now i even when they don't score they have possession most of the like the shift they're playing hard they're four checking a lot like the puck in general is not in our zone this game but when they're on the ice it really isn't which mm-hmm. is just i i love having four lines to watch yeah not having to send out like byron phrase and nicola yeah. delorier <laughs> but um yeah then we get to that weber goal classic Weber goal I mean yeah Anderson chipping it off the boards to Druin who actually makes a great pass over to Shea Weber but Weber just absolutely buried that one that was like there's nothing that was stopping that puck his top corner and like right off the one-timer uh on the power play so we were right about that Yeah, similar to Vancouver's goal actually very similar actually Yeah. yeah and I think what I I noticed is that they said that puts in top 10 all time power play goals from a defenseman jeez so and the nine guys above him were all um, Hall of Famers. Yeah. So, 
We know we've got a good one with him. Yeah, for if sure. anyone was worried. <laughs> um, yeah, so we also noted down, you know, we're noticing Petrie clearing the net. I think, you know, maybe he's like uh, picking up a bit of Sherratt's slack there, even yeah. though it's a different line. But still, like, uh, I think he's, you know, I, I, I think generally on D, they don't want a guy like Sherratt going down and then giving that permission to the, to the Canucks to kind of just get in Carey's face. Yeah, that's so. it. And I, I just like seeing the aggression there, you know. It's the little things about, like, the shoves after the whistle and just clearing the net during the play, too. I'm just yeah. I'm noticing it a lot with him, and he looks confident breaking out of the zone because of it. I think, like, you know, he, there was at one point where he just took off with the puck, and we always forget how fast he is, too. Yeah, like, yeah. he's a very fast skater. It's those long legs, and he's, like, a strong dude. He just really, like I think he's just kind of like got his mojo back and his swagger back. It's just yeah. he had a few down games, but you know it what happens. can you do? It's yeah. uh, he's back to Norris level. Petrie goal. Yeah. yeah, that's insane to me. Yeah, but uh, that was basically it. I mean, we've got a few minutes before they drop the puck, so I did want to mention um, in the first we were just talking about you know moving on from Druin. So I was thinking about it more, and there's there's actually a trade that I would do this year for him. Uh, and then I went on Cap Friendly and I looked at like who needs what and everything. So, how would you feel about trading Jonathan Druin for Taylor Hall? Just first of all, now hear me out on it. There's always the intricacies. Um, Taylor Hall would need to have half his salary retained. Okay. So he's at eight million right now. That means we'd pay, we'd get him for four million in terms of a cap hit for the rest of the year. In return, Buffalo's missing a third and a fifth round pick this year. We have multiple in both those rounds. I think Druin, who's secured for another three years at five and a half and is younger than him, for, yeah, Druin, a third and a fifth, for a Taylor Hall retained for half his salary for one year. Well, yeah, I mean, I'd say yes to that. But if you're Buffalo, I mean. Yeah. Especially with how terrible this year is going, and I think... Um, Jack Eichel didn't play tonight. We don't know how long he's gonna be out. Like the the year is looking like lost. <laughs> yeah, I, I think we need to give up a bit more. Okay, okay so I, what else would you ask for? Well, I, I mind you, it's a rental. It's it's yeah. it's m- maximum twenty games of Taylor Hall. Yeah, it's true. That's very true. I thought yeah, so maybe no, I think a that's, prospect, that's probably but accurate, the two yeah. picks means more to these guys because I think you know they're missing draft picks in those rounds yeah you can kind of fee- refill your prospects and also refill the draft too where yeah no, this that's year accurate. i forgot yeah he's on a one-year deal so. yeah and the big thing too about this year is that like this the draft is going to be a bit more ambiguous mm-hmm. so you know a third round guy could be a second or even like a late first round yeah. steal there's going to be a lot of steals and a lot of busts this year so more picks is just more yeah, no, that's actually tickets. a very accurate trade i think that's pretty fair on both sides uh and you yeah, get the well, security of Druin's contract going forward for when you have to sign your other yeah. guys. No, I, I really actually wouldn't change anything to that to make it fair for both sides. Um, but yeah, let us know what you guys think. Send us an email. Yeah. Uh, Hall uh, to the Habs for Druin, a third and a fifth. And half the uh, cap of Hall retained by Buffalo. But no, that seems about right. But yeah, no, we could. that would be a, a very big upgrade yeah, for us. Yeah, because then you side. have, and that's it, then you have Taylor Hall and playing with Suzuki yeah. and Anderson. That's a first line. And Hall's speed is like roughly Anderson's. That's it, so. I think. And I think it just fits well. Yeah. And if he likes it here, we'll re-sign him. Yeah. You know, that's a guy who I could re-sign. At a greatly reduced yeah, contract. Yeah, no, not $8 million. <laughs> Like, he's looking in the rumors. You know, it'll be four to six years at, you know, five to six million, maybe six and a bit. Yeah. Like a Gallagher-level deal. Yeah. 
but yeah, so that was, that was just on my mind. I thought yeah, no, maybe I, that's I'd fair. Do that, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, so uh, we'll talk about Matthias Ekholm uh, in the after the game because yeah. kind of rumors are floating around with him, which like just became much more relevant now yeah, that Sherrod's injured. Thing. So uh, yeah, they're about to drop the pucks. So let's go finish this game and uh, yeah, yeah, See we'll you catch guys you guys. Too. Yeah, hopefully this doesn't go to OT again. <laughs> yeah, it Jesus doesn't look Christ. like it's going. It to doesn't. OT, it doesn't look like it. But uh, yeah, we'll catch you guys in a sec. All right, great game. I'm happy. Five one two a.m. I wouldn't be a happy camper if it was uh, a, a, another loss and uh, oh my god, you know, another night of yeah, deprived sleep. I couldn't do that. But um, yeah, so we got a goal from Petrie, which like we literally just talked about. I was yeah. like, let's get that tenth. Yeah, and he got his tenth um, from uh, Kotkaniemi into Foley, um, and then we had a goal from. I'll let you say it. <laughs> Philip Deneau. Yeah. On that Broke line, his silence. yeah, he threw the monkey off his back. Literally, grabbed it on his shoulder pads. He could see there was like the the relief on his yeah. face because it was like I guarantee you takes off now. I mean, like takes off in turn, like well, relative to Philip Deno. I mean. Yeah, and the assists were from Army and Edmondson. And again, not to toot my own horn here, but we did both say, and he looked better on the third line, and the offense could yeah. probably come if he's on that third line. So this might be the best thing that happened to the Canadians yeah, so far sure. because, you know, they were putting him out there for face-offs as basically just like an aggressive face-off guy and then switching. It's all things we've said yeah. over the last two to, you know, three weeks. And I'm just, I'm so happy to see, you know, that he, you know, I think they, they showed him on the bench three times just kind of laughing about how yeah. like, oh, it's finally over and he can relax and like he you know he but then he came out and looked really good right away so he, you know he didn't let up he just got that fire under him yeah and in uh, less than 24 hours we got calgary yeah it's today the game's today yeah <laughs> oh it is yeah jesus christ it's the 11th yeah yeah but uh, it's been the 11th for a while now yeah exactly. but uh, i can almost guarantee you that deno will score against calgary yep i, I, I just so. think he's gonna go off on a little tear now make up for some lost points that he has that's it um how about that Weber uh, snap play? Yeah, exactly. He's uh, <laughs> trying out for the Alouettes soon. Yeah, that was a like that's you know what? It's nice to see though because typically like you'd think when his stick breaks or when he loses his stick, I I don't really exactly know what happened there, but he dropped his stick and he's skating back to get the puck in our zone. You know, maybe he'd try and take an interference call or just shove the guy away, but no, he he noticed Suzuki coming across. And just kind of like, like <laughs> hiked it, yeah, yeah, like through, and it doesn't count as a hand pass because yeah. we're in our own zone, but it just, it kept the play alive, which yeah. was like, it was fun to see because it shows like everyone's kind of like... Old dog, new tricks. Exactly. Yeah. And also just that like, I don't know, it, he, this might be the 2am talking, but it looks like, like they're having fun out there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he's like, yeah. he's... You know, we always look at Shea Weber and like we forget this is like a thirty-something-year-old man. Yeah, it's not like not an like eighty-five-year-old yeah. man. Yeah. Like, so he still wants to enjoy. Yeah. Playing, and so I think you know between his you know goal tonight and doing that, it just shows like I just I just see like a like a like a big kid. Yeah. You know, and so and, uh, yeah. there's that. And also then, Price again, my yeah, God, he's I, on fire. What like, What was the stat you sent me about since firing yeah, Stefan? Yeah, since Stefan Wait, I think he's something uh, like. Uh, in the game since the firing of Stefan Wade, his, he's averaging like a 9.51 or That's something insane. like that. I know for a fact he's over a 9.6 in the last four. Yeah. So it's, after it's, this game. He's playing out of his mind. Yeah. And after this game, it brought his uh, year save percentage up to a 9.06. 
which, which is, like yeah that's a big jump it wasn't you know it, it was probably like five or six games ago he was below 900 yeah, which is, so is huge for him yeah. you know I, if he can get back up to that 910 which i i think he will you know we're in really really good spot goaltending wise because like alan's sitting at like a low 920 yeah um you know and as you know. a and as a backup that's competent like you expect good yeah, stats exactly. but uh we also we gotta mention that to fully break away shorthanded so i think we have finally kind of broken through those growing pains of like the transition between julian and uh ducharme because that looked like vintage and when i say vintage i mean like a month and a half ago yeah. vintage habs power play and penalty kill like to fully taking off he that if that was any other goalie than thatcher demko he was scoring mm. thatcher demko like I think even this is something I would actually agree with Craig Button on, even though I just went off on him in last period or two periods ago. I can't remember. It's yesterday, today. <laughs> um, but Thatcher Demko led in five goals tonight, and he still was the reason why it was that yeah, close. Yeah, he like, played he really played well. so well. They almost had 50 shots, the Habs. Like, he, you know, you let in five goals, and you're almost a 900. Like, yeah, I that's... Know, they... They they really uh, dropped the ball on Demko there. It kind of felt they've bad. They've been doing for him, it a lot. They've been doing too. it a lot. They're a very inconsistent team, but you know what? They're the ones trailing us in the standings, and um, you know they're pretty far behind. So I'll take it. You know. Uh, oh, absolutely. Yeah. I just I have it here because I wasn't sure the exact numbers, but yeah, Demko was an eight eighty nine mm-hmm. with five goals against. Yeah, that's crazy. You know, that's forty saves off forty five shots, and like. They're definitely missing Pedersen a little because on that power play now they have JT Miller playing in that Pedersen role and he's yeah. not uh, he's not a one timer guy. No, he's not. He's a net front presence yeah. and like he's he, obviously he a fumbled very, it a little bit. Yeah, and it's times. just a different shot. Like it's not the same accuracy. It's not the same velocity. It's just it's a different shot. It's like there's less whip to it. That's it's exactly more like a, it's it's, yeah. it's not you know Pedersen's a sniper. JT Miller is not a sniper. Yeah. he's he's more of a power forward. And, like, it just, it comes out differently. It'd be yeah. like getting a shot from Ovechkin versus getting one from Blake Wheeler. Yeah, exactly. Like, Wheeler's bigger than Ovechkin, but it's just, there's something it's a different to shot, it. Yeah. It's like, different those stick. snipers are just different breeds, yeah. you know? But, yeah, I think we'll uh, call it here. Yeah, I'm about I to, go to pass bed. out, and we have a game tomorrow at 9. Today. So, uh, today, Jesus Christ. <laughs> but, yeah, so, uh, we'll later. see. Uh, we'll see you later. <laughs> they got to be playing Allen, I think. I, I think a, it's going to have to be Jake yeah, Allen. That's yeah. a rough. You're uh, not going to play Carey Price at 2 in the morning, then Carey Price at 9 p.m. Yeah, so. But it yeah. is a 9 p.m. start, so it's still late. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we'll see. Uh, yeah, so we'll catch you guys tomorrow, and, uh, you know, enjoy the win. Today. Today. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> Cut the recording. Thank you for listening to the Habs Puck Drop Podcast. You can email us your thoughts, questions, and suggestions through our email at habspuckdrop at gmail.com or direct message us on Instagram at habspuckdrop. We'll see you next time.